Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. It was important we got some minutes into some guys. Even within that context, I just felt we kind of got through a comfortable 45 minutes and it's not what I'm after. You know, decided the game in the first half with uh, with three goals and then, uh, you know, overall was was really good. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Mark Weedy. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go! Welcome to another week of the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre and what a two hours it's going to be. An exclusive coming in a moment or two with Barry Ferguson who left Alloa. He resigned in the last 90 minutes. I was going to kick off with Ange angry despite Celtic's four-goal victory. Aaron arrived in Annan and helped Rangers to a three-goal win. And Aberdeen's cup exit at Fir Park resulted in Stephen Glass exiting as Don's manager. He was sacked yesterday. I was going to say, Barry, 10 years ago today, Rangers entered administration. And what was your memories of that? But in the last hour and a half, you've done something that not many people do in football. You decided to go from Aloha Athletic as manager. You have resigned. Yeah, I made the decision. Um, listen, I had a long, hard think Saturday night and all day Sunday. Um, and I came to the, the decision today to, to resign. Um, I just felt, having been honest, the results weren't good enough. Um, look, I think there's good enough players there. I just think they need maybe a new kick and a new manager coming in. I had a good conversation with the chairman. Listen, we, we, um, we had a good long chat. He understood my reasons. Uh, he's a guy I respect um, enormously. Uh, so, listen, I came to the decision. It's the right decision for me. It's the right decision for Alawa. And now they'll go and look to bring a new manager and hopefully start climbing a league where I think they should be. You contacted him. They didn't want you to go. You spoke for quite a while this afternoon. Yeah, listen, it's been in, a bonus report. It's been in the back of my mind for a number of weeks. Um, look, we had a really good result last weekend up at Peterhead. I thought mm. that was the start of us starting to climb a league. Tuesday night against Falkirk, I thought the first half we were exceptional. We should have been two or three goals up. Second half... Once they scored, um, the game was over, if I'm being honest with you. And, and Saturday, I'll be honest, I was taken aback with the performance, with the level of performance. Um, we go a goal up inside the first few minutes and then um, it just wasn't the way that I want to play football. And it was probably the longest 80-odd minutes in my managerial career. Did you went one up against the bottom club. It looked good at the beginning. Yep, and, but no arguments, listen. East Fife deserved to win the game. Mm. Um, no doubt in my mind about that. So that's where I had to go home, have a long, hard think, um, which I did on Saturday. Slept on it again on, on Sunday, but I came to the decision that the best thing for both myself and Alawa is we, we parted company. And I wished, I wished the chairman and I wished the club all the best. And I'll now move forward and, and so will Alawa. Anything you would do differently if you could rewind yeah. eight months? Look, there's a, you always think about that. Of course, there is a few things I would 
I would have changed. Um, but that's okay in, in hindsight. Listen, I've just got to deal with what kind of season it was. And if I'm being honest with you, as you know, my Paul, it wasn't good enough. The results weren't good enough. Mm. And it's a results-driven business. And with a squad, we should be further up the league. No doubt in my mind about it. It just wasn't happening. And I've then got to go and make a decision. And my decision was to step aside and allow somebody else to come in and hopefully kick the boys on to make sure they, they at least try and get back into the playoff position. You've got no firm plan of what you want to do. You're going to take some time. The media work continues here at Go Radio because you're signed Yeah, 100% up. Yeah. and I'm going, to, I'm going to become a football fan. I'm going to go to all sorts of games yeah. with a few of my mates. Um, Can we come? Junior games, <laughs> League 2 games, League 1. Bernabeu. Cha- championship. No, I'll, I'll, stick to, I'll stick to Scotland. I'm going to go and watch a lot of football. But listen, it's no... Um, second man anyway it's just the way it is in football at times some things work for you some things don't and it didn't work for me at Alloa and I've got to be man enough to accept that and acknowledge that and I'll move on and at some stage you never know I might get back into the game because you absolutely love your football Mark Gray we're with Barry twice a week and uh, you know the good news is he's going to be joining us at the Radisson Red more about that in a moment or two for Scotland against Ukraine so we're going to have a special with you and Barry and myself on that night but it's not often you get a manager who contacts the chairman and says look I think um, I'm going to go yeah I mean first of all it's very noble of Barry to to do that and, and credit to him because he's not hanging on there and just see what you do get in the game as we know managers, coaches will just they know their time's up but they want to stay on for financial reasons and I get that I don't think there's anything wrong with that anyway contracts should be honoured but the fact that Barry's put Allah first as he said there Allah should be doing better results should have been better what I'd like to see for Barry now moving forward Paul we all know Barry was an exceptional footballer one of the best of his Mm. generation one of the best players Rangers have had in 50 years There's there's no doubt about that and the thing that I like about Barry, I'd like to see him get a crack at a higher level. And I'm not just saying that because he's sitting three yards away from me. Is that he went in at Clyde part-time, then at Kelty Hartons part-time, and then at Allah. But it's no part-time. It's full-time. Sure. There's no such thing as a part-time manager. It's part-time wages. Mm. And it's part-time training. But you're a full-time manager. You're working seven days a week. That's the only way you'll get the chance to, to actually move up. So the hunger and desire there has been there from Barry for six or seven years now at three different jobs at that level. It's not going the way he wanted it to go at Allo after eight months. But I'd love to see Barry get a crack at a full-time club. Now, whether that's as a manager or as an assistant manager or as a first-team coach, whatever that may be. And I just hope there's a chairman or a chief exec or a manager out there that'd be willing to take him on to his staff and give him a crack with the greatest of respect to Kelty and Clyde and Allo, but with a full-time player. With a full-time player at a higher level. Again, with the greatest respect, it would be more in Barry's wavelength uh, in terms of what he was able to do and how he knows the game the detail of the game and how to improve players and I just hope that in time that he's given um, that opportunity because he's he's hungry and he wants to do well and he loves football and now I'd love to see him get a chance at a higher level Barry what would you say to what Mark's saying? Yeah look a lot of people have said that to me mm. in terms of I, I wanted to, to do it my own way um, and a lot of people have says look you might find it difficult because mm. of the level um, and the demands um, that, that you you have um, and l- listen of course I, w- I would like I have had in the past opportunities I've not taken them um, for a number of reasons but yep yeah, I, I would love to obviously get in and, and work full time and be on the, the pitch with, 
the full-time players. Um, but I just need to wait to see if another opportunity comes. But listen, I, I love football. It's what I've all I've known um, since I could uh, walk and talk. And um, as I said, in the meantime, I'll become a football supporter. I'll go to all sorts of games. I, I don't mind if it's a, a Sunday league game. I just mm. love watching football. Um, so that's what I'll be doing over the next few months. And we'll see what happens. Um, as I said, you can bout the game a short time, you can bout the game a long time. Um, hopefully, it's a latter because um, I would like to get back in at some stage but at this moment in time I'll just enjoy going and, and watching football on a Saturday and a Sunday When the news came in just over an hour ago I was on the phone to a major figure in the media in London and I took the call and I called him back and I said Barry Ferguson's just gone and he said why is Barry not at one of the major clubs as somebody who was an outstanding player of his generation and many generations because it must be tough with the exact the exacting standards that you've got, Barry, plus the talent that you had, it must be difficult with players who couldn't possibly reach that standard. And I remember I kept saying to you, Mark, about Mikel Arteta at Arsenal and Barry at Kelty Hearts, for example. And you brought them up and they're doing really, really well. But I admire your um, principles. You just said, right, no, yeah, I've, I've got to be go. honest. That, that's the way that my mum and dad brought me up. Uh, yeah. I've got to be honest in, in the job... Um, I just wasn't getting results. Uh, I, I know my training, I know the coaching, all the stuff I do. I know, I'm not saying it's the right way, but I've worked under a lot of good managers and the way that I want to play the game, I think it's the right way. At the end of the day, you've got to get results. I just wasn't getting results. I'm not going to use excuses in terms of injuries um, and the COVID situation because all managers and all coaches sure. have had to, and all clubs, sorry, have had to suffer with that. Um, I just wasn't getting the right results and that happens sometimes in football and I just think you've got to be man enough to accept it and the respect that I've got for Mike Mulraney, the Dalloway chairman, I had a brilliant relationship with him, I've got to be honest with you. I didn't know Mike, obviously knew, knew of him. SFA vice president? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know him um, well but I got to have a real good relationship and one thing I liked about Mike was he let me go on with it. Good. never interfered mm -hmm. and that's something I always respected and as I say as we parted in the best possible way it was a real good long conversation he respected my decision I respected um, what he's done for me and we move on and, and listen I'm not one of the ones we are going to hold grudges I hope Alawa I, I would like to think they'll climb the league mm -hmm. with the players they've got and I'm sure they will because a new manager will come in you, you normally get that initial kick on <laughs> And I'm I'm hoping that's what happens to to Allo as a football club over the next few weeks. Yeah, the club's statement says it confirms that the manager has today tendered his resignation. Barry believes the team needs a change in direction over the rest of the season and therefore wishes to step aside to allow someone else to come in with a fresh impetus for the players. The chairman, Mike Mulraney, said, I have huge respect for Barry Ferguson and appreciate the effort he has given the club. Whilst I share Barry's disappointment in our performance over the last few weeks, I have nothing but praise for his endeavour and commitment to Alawa. His professionalism and dedication has been a credit to him and he leaves with our best wishes and thanks. Mark, it would sound like a carve-up if I said, is he going to go to Ibrox as part of the, you know, that passion, that voice, the, the fans get right behind them, they love Gio, the backroom team they don't know as well. I know Craig Moore said it a few weeks ago that it should be Barry or Neil McCann. I'm going to go on the phone to Craig. He's yeah, exactly. <laughs> but do you know Watch this space, Mark. Uh, Look, yeah. the, the, the be, there's a, for me, there's a natural fit there mm -hmm. with Barry and Rangers in, 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 in some capacity. And, and actually, I'm surprised it's not happened by now when you look at all the different changes 
that have taken place at Rangers and I, and again I'll go back to the point that I find most impressive about Barry is he went right in at the, at the ground floor and get his hands dirty and you know part time wages and, and, and part time training hours but a full time job and that, that that's the way it's got to be so his, his commitment and his love of the game isn't in doubt he's a talented manager yes it's not going to plan at Aloha but it was only a couple of weeks ago that look at the performance that his team put in against um, Celtic. Yeah. You know, when you when, when you look at that, you know, getting it back to two one and and having a wee go the last uh, ten minutes. So when you look at all those things there, I'm sure there will be an oppor- another opportunity for. But like I say, I'll repeat my point. I hope it's with the greatest respect. It's at a higher level. And why shouldn't it be at Rangers? Why shouldn't there be something there? Now I don't know if it would interest Barry, but even if it was to go in and try it and see if it was a, a fit together at an academy level like, can you imagine if you're 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 years old and Barry Ferguson's taking you under his wing or try to convince a kid that Rangers is the best place for his development when you've got maybe half a dozen top clubs chasing you're sitting down with their parents and you've got Barry Ferguson so listen there's all these sorts of different things where I think that Barry and Rangers can be a really good fit for it. it might just be short term might just be a six month thing whatever it may be it might be longer but I think there's something there where you'd like to see the two of them get together and at least give it a try At Rangers under Walter and Archie they put you through everything didn't they you know you were up you, you did everything they would be hard on you it's only five years since you gave up playing do you think it's changed with players in general now not just yeah, yeah, it's everywhere it's, yeah. it's totally different society's back changed for, yeah back for when I started out, it, it was a hard school. Um, but do you know what? It was the making of me. Uh, it was tough at times, I, I'll, I'll no lie. At, at times I was coming back as a young apprentice at 16, thinking to myself, I don't know if I want to go back in here. Um, but do you know what? They've done it for a reason. And I look back and that that was the making of me as a, a person and as a, a footballer. Um, getting guided under guys like Walter Smith and Archie Knox and John Brown and John McGregor. Um, it was it was brilliant education, brilliant apprenticeship for me. School of Knox. Yeah, it, it was. It was very tough at times where I wasn't allowed to train because I maybe get sent off in a, a youth team game. Um, they were saying, right, that's not good enough. If you want to be a Rangers player, you need to act in a certain manner. Um, so it was a bit of punishment, but also it made you learn and it made you grow up very, very fast. Can a manager still be like that with the players now I think it's like life in general I'll be honest with you I don't think they can be the no. same as they were mm. 10 or so years ago um, it's, it's totally yeah. different yeah I, I, I don't mind that do you know what I, I liked when I was just told straight to my face my face sorry honest mm-hmm. it's not good enough sort yourself out obviously in a different tone and mm-hmm. a bit of a different language <laughs> um, but I didn't mind that I, I I got a kick out of that. Mm. Um, Tell us about the one you told us just before you came in when Walter said to you, because you'd played a few good games and then you'd won that was a wee bit off. Tell us about you. You might be I playing for another Rangers. There's so many stories yeah. about that. It's, yeah, it's, listen, if you don't say it, sort yourself out, you'll not be playing with Glasgow Rangers. Um, you'll be playing, playing with Canvas Lang Rangers. And that was a that was a wake-up wake call. Up that call. Mean, that, do you know what I'd done then? It made me go and work even harder, do double sessions, go into the gym, but I wasn't really big into the gym, but I wanted to go and make sure that I, no disrespect to the junior level, but I didn't want to, to go to that level. Um, 
but things are different, a lot different now. Um, and I think it's missed, I'll be honest with you. It's on the Cathcart line, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Instead of going to Govan, you could have been going to Campbell's line. I love that story. That Walter saying, I by still, the way, yeah, I can I imagine Walter saying yeah, it. Yeah. Do you know what? Straight face. You know when when Walter's yeah. saying that he knows there's a player there, exactly, and it's about yeah. his prices. The man management of bringing the best. Okay, you can you've had four or five good games. Mm-hmm. You've got a long way. I know you're going to do it, but every now and again, there's that as you said that we boot up the backside, yeah, gives you a wee Joe, and you've kicked on again. You've mm-hmm. got away that next week. Thought right, that's the demands, that's the standards. I'm going to reach them. Mm-hmm. And also getting brought out the the line like when you go and you burst onto the scene, everybody mm-hmm. thinks right, that's you there, but. They've done a brilliant thing. They took me back out and I went and played with the youth team yeah. in the reserves. And again, that made you think, yeah, you're not there yet. There's, there's a lot more hard work to be done. And no, look, I, I couldn't have asked for a better um, apprenticeship. That, what age were you at that point? Well, I started at 15. I, I got took it, they took me out of school early. Mm-hmm. Um, they were worried about me, the size, because I wasn't growing. Um, so they, and I wasn't really doing well at school, if I'm honest with you. I was always in trouble. Um, and they took me in at 15 and I was apprentice right up until I was 18 it didn't matter how well you were doing they still kept you on the apprenticeship and it was the best it was the best grounding I'll be honest with you that I ever had and I think that's missed in modern day football where a lot of young players there's, there's unbelievable talent in Scotland but I just think the way things are operated now at a younger level is no good for them it's no good for their development. They need to know that they've instead of getting it all straight away, you've got to work to get it. You've got to work. You've got to show that graft, and I think that's that's a, a problem now. Just turning up is not enough, and it's not just in football. I think it's in many walks of life that yeah. um, some people think, "Oh, I've turned up for work." <laughs> it's what yeah. you do during yeah. that time. Everybody yeah. does an apprenticeship. If you think of course, about it, every, right when yeah. yous were in the media, you yeah. had to make cups of teas for the the older guys. That was the same. As was at football. I was yep. pouring them a large half, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but we had the, uh, my job was making tea yep. and toast and having to yep. wash. Uh, so I, I never washed. It was old Cathy and the, the laundry. But, it was sorry, but I had to fold. Yeah. But by the way, it wouldn't just be a case of making a cup of tea and a bit of toast. The tea would have had to have been right, yep. and the toast would have to have been exactly nice. how Walter and Archie. Well, so exactly. it's not just about just sure. making any old tea and toast. Yep. It's the standards. It's reaching the standards that the manager demanded. Mm. Every day, I must have done three or four trips up that marble staircase because the kitchen was up the top, mm-hmm. up on the left, and with the big remember the old metal, um, is it what would you call it? An iron, uh-huh. they bring it down, yep. and you would put four or five tea bags in it. And by the time you walk for the top of the stairs into the, the staff room, it'd be Archie would open it, pour it, and that's stupid, get it away. <laughs> so you brought them down like a, a yo yo, and by that time, the toast would have been soft. Bing. <laughs> So you had, to be, you had to be uh, on the button. So it took me a good four or five months <laughs> to learn how to how to deal with having the tea perfect and the toast and butter perfect. He's not gone. <laughs> He's just left Alabama this afternoon. We're going to have to take a break. Barry, thanks for giving us that uh, the the insight to what happened. But you decided to go and you wish Alabama all the very best. We're going to hear from the managers and angry Ange at the weekend. Giovanni Van Bronckers, pretty happy. Um, both of them won. And Stephen Glass, who's going to take over at Aberdeen. That and your calls. 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! go, go. 
Go Radio Football show with the Taxi Centre. A lot of attention on managers this weekend. The breaking news this afternoon, our own Barry Ferguson has resigned from Alloa. Third bottom of the table. It's not the way he wanted it to go. It's not the way they wanted it to go, but they didn't want him to go. But he resigned this afternoon. He's with us here, though, in the Go Radio Football show. And he'll be with us at a special, the game with Ukraine. 24th of March, we're going to be at the Radisson Red. So you could get a ticket to be there on the night. Tell you more about that, but it's on the Radisson Red website. I bumped into the general manager yesterday. Mm. It was good to see Graham. So we're looking yeah, forward it's, to it. It's weird. Yep. Like, like after I've done it this afternoon, I'm yep. getting loads of texts and phone calls with people. Hope you're okay, Barry. Yep. Chin up and whatever. And then I was on the phone to one of my mates right. and James, the producer. Yeah was on the next line so I was like I'll phone him back in five minutes he'd be so, really sorry yeah, yeah I'm, I'm expecting James to say yeah, like, yeah. You, you just take a night off or whatever so I come <laughs> on the phone he's like everything okay I says yeah okay he's like so you're okay for Thursday night yes <laughs> <laughs> you're a crane, uh, crane game yeah. I'm like oh my god so cheers James grafters that's what we need Mark isn't it yeah, yeah definitely it. up for it hey at the weekend we'll, we'll talk about Stephen Glass in a moment or two because who is going to be the manager but when they lost against uh, Motherwell in the cup you felt well they've gone they've jumped they've fallen to ninth position already and they're out mm-hmm. the cup and Aberdeen had a great tradition of winning cups I know it's a long time since they did League Cup was the last one with Derek wasn't it Derek McInnes mm-hmm. Mark your thoughts on it for Stephen Glass uh, well listen I, I'm sorry to see any person lose their, their job mm. Oh, I don't you know? I don't care. I don't like to see that in any walk of life. And and I think we discussed it four or five weeks ago. Um, that horrible word sacked. Yeah. You know, we're using the word tonight resign because Barry resigned. But you're now associating sacked with Stephen Glass, which yeah. is a shame. His first job, Alan Johnson sacked yep. today as well at Queen of South or last yep. night. Um, so it's not it's not a nice word um, for a young man to 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 have um, attached. But when when you look at it, you can, you can see it. Um, you can see why the decision has been made and as soon as the Aberdeen fans started to turn and Saturday the writing was on the wall um, whatever you think of Dave Cormack as a person in terms of his role as a chairman and funding the club I think, he's, he, I think he backed Stephen Glass magnificently well mm-hmm. you look at the, the, the quality of player that we were able to bring in you look at the fact that we were able to hold on to Lewis Ferguson um, not back uh, bids for him keeping Ryan Hedges as, as long as they possibly could um, as well so I think whoever gets that job, now whether it's going to be Jack Ross, Jim Goodwin, Neil Lennon, Paul Hartley, Malcolm Mackay, all those kind of Jonathan Woodgate, all these kind of names have been have been linked um with the post. I think they're getting in and, and they're getting I think it's a really good job to go and get there's a there's a really good squad there to go and get a hold of. Go and do, put your own stamp in the summer, but you've got a real chance to go and do something at Aberdeen. And I think for the Aberdeen fans, I think it's just another sign, Paul. I think it was time for Derek McInnes to go. It was time for Aberdeen yeah. to get a different manager and, and it was time for Derek to go and try something different. But it's that old adage, be careful what you wish for. Because you said Aberdeen, a great cup team. You think I said Alex Ferguson's team, mm. even Alex, Alex Smith. Smith. Yep. Um, Derek got him a lot of semis and a lot of finals. Mm. Uh, and it was just unfortunate to go against a right good Celtic team over a two or three year period that stopped him getting a couple of more trophies. So, just be careful what you wish for. And his percentage win rate wasn't the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, I looked to see who the best was and the past 30, 40 years. Uh, Sir Alex was the second top at 58%, but he was there for a long time. So obviously, if you're there for a long time, then it's more difficult to have a, a high... It was 58% and it was Billy McNeil at 61%. And he had some success there. Barry, I want to ask you about it in a second or two, but George is on the line, a Rangers fan in Bathgate. George, good evening. How you doing, boys? All right? Good, how are you? What's your uh, What are you thinking tonight? 
I'm, I'm just the thoughts on Barry. I mean, Barry doesn't sound too done with this whole situation. I think he made the right decision for himself and for the club. Um, I, I went to a few... Look, Barry, Barry Ferguson's a, a Rangers man for me. And I think you've got to start somewhere. Um, and I, I, I went to a few games when he was the Clyde manager. Uh, I've seen him a few times as, as Alba manager as well. Um, and for me, I, I mean, I play five aside, and every single person that plays in Barry's teams are ten times better than me. But Barry Ferguson should be at Rangers. Barry Ferguson's a guy who... We dragged Rangers through games when uh, nearly people could. I mean, people call it uh, Peter Lovingcrans final. For me, that was the Barry Ferguson final because he dragged Rangers through that game um, single-handedly. So for me, I think Rangers must go and get Barry Ferguson some role at the club, uh, whether it's working with the, the young guys or working at the, at the back room. We need a guy like Barry Ferguson at our club. And I think he deserves the chance for what he's done for our club over the years to be... Uh, to get the chance to come back to Rangers and show what he can actually do at a club at that level because for me I think Barry Ferguson needs to be working with guys at the same level as him and that's in a sense to anybody below the level he's been playing before but um, I, I really think he deserves that chance Right you've asked him the question Barry well, First and foremost I've thank got you. to thank George for what, what he says look I, I don't care what level or what age it is whether I heard Mark saying whether it's 11 or 12 year old or a season pro. Listen, at some stage, I would, I would love to get back to Rangers. There's no doubt about it. But listen, it's, it's not happened for a, a number of reasons. Um, it's still my club. Listen, I'll support them. Um, I watch them. I hope they win every single game that they play in. Um, Have you ever been offered a position since? No, you... I, I had the. I, I was in for talks when um, Kate Senior mm-hmm. was there. Yeah. Um, I had a meeting. Um, and I just felt it wasn't going to work with, with Kit Senior he had totally different ideas and listen you've got to respect that He's um, he was asking me about different sides of the game in Scotland and I was explaining if you go to places like Petaudry and Easter Road uh, Fir Park Tynecastle it's roll your sleeves up It's sometimes it's a battle you can't always play the nice attractive football um, but he had a certain way he was going to play and that was the only way he was going to play um, so it never unfortunately it never worked out and they went for JJ at the time which was good for JJ I wished him all the best um, but listen you never know in the future you never know Are you disappointed they haven't come back in in recent years? No because it will not stop me still being a, a Ranger supporter um, look it's my club I'll always support them. Would I like to be there? Of course, I'm not going to sit here and, and tell you a lie. I would uh, love to get back at, at some level. Whether that happened or not, Paul, um, I honestly don't know. George, it was but, a good question. Well, what, what would you say? But whether it's this week, next week, or the following week, or a year from now, Barry, you're going to get the chance eventually. It's good, it's good to happen, Ken. Um, and that's not just because, uh, Ken, you're not just passionate about football. You're saying you're talking about uh, Scotland young lads. You've been at Kelty. Uh, you've been at Aloha, you've been at Clyde, uh, your passion for football is great, Barry, but your passion for Rangers shines out through everything. And the less we say about um, Kashina, the better, as far as I'm concerned. I couldn't say the, word, the boy's name for the start, Barry, so if you can't say the boy's name, I'm never going to take to him. But in my, my opinion, the day you went for that interview, it should have been him sitting on your seat and you should have been sitting on his seat and you should have been doing the interview, Barry, as far as I'm concerned. But um, all the best to you, Barry. I really hope you get back to Rangers at some point because, in my honest opinion, Rangers need guys like you. And I love BGO, don't get me wrong, I love him. And I hope he just one day comes to you and help uh, 
ask for your help I would put the club by because you do deserve the chance no, I appreciate that George That's great. and George one question before you go it was 10 years ago today your club went into administration what's your memories of that day and uh, what's it like for you now the transformation under Stephen Gerrard and now with Giovanni Van Bronckhurst but how did you feel where were you when you heard the news absolutely devastated my brother-in-law's birthday today and he's never had the same birthday since. So the last couple of years he's been a wee bit better. Um, and I can honestly, honestly say, I mean, we did a wee radio show on uh, Rangers Radio, and me going there, that, that, that time I actually turned around and said, I honestly don't think, I couldn't see us by it, I couldn't see us getting back to the level we're at the new. It was just that far, um, third division. I just couldn't see us getting back to where we are the new. Um, and I went to other games, never missed games, and I, I supported the team all the way right through it. But for where we are now, winning the league again, uh, we've got a big game against Dortmund, um, mm. Dortmund so it's, it's, it's never going to go away. The memories of that 10 years ago is never going to go away, but we're back at the top now and I just hope we can go in this year uh, and retain the championship and then go into the uh, Champions League because for me, everybody talks about winning the league as getting us back to where we want to be and things like that. Being back in the Champions League, the music playing, by the Kenzo Buddha, the music playing on a Tuesday and Wednesday night, that's, that's when you're really back at the, at the top. So I really hope we can do it this year. We weren't ready for it this year, to be honest, yeah. but I hope we can do it next year, get back into the Champions League and then that's for me We'll be right at the very top again. George, thanks very much for calling the Go Radio phone in. Mark, 10 years ago, you'd be on Sunday Mail duty. Yeah, aye, yeah, uh, Sunday Mail uh, duty, Paul. Um, Chief football when, writer. When it broke. Um, yeah, I mean, it's probably, I, I, I can remember quite, you know, Craig White on the on the steps. Mm-hmm. So it was that, that night addressing the Rangers um, supporters, and the, the Rangers supporters wouldn't have it. Things were starting to unravel. There was a lot of stories um, coming out. Um, that were being denied by the club um, by Craig White's own yeah. uh, PR people but um, yeah it was a sh- it was still a shocker when it, when it, when it, when it happened you, know, you just never thought that that could happen to a club like Rangers um, that they could go into administration um, but we could yeah, you could see you could trace it back to, to at the end of the day Craig, Craig White was a fall guy he was in charge of the club mm. but you know it, it, goes, it goes back to Sir David Murray's time um, in charge with the, the, the way the, the financial stuff was being run Selling it for uh, one pound. What's your memory of that day, yeah, Gary? Horrible. I, I couldn't believe it. Where, um, were you, where were you when you got the news? Where was I? I can't. Uh, do you know what? I can't even remember. Um, I don't want to remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I'm being yeah. honest with you, um, well, it was. It was just horrible. Obviously, I had good friends there, mm-hmm. still playing in the team. A lot of good friends behind the scenes, still working. I knew how difficult the situation, and we all knew it was coming. I mean, speaking to them, there was a lot of things going wrong um, behind the scenes. Um, But Rangers, I've got a lot to thank Dave King for. Mm -hmm. He was the one that came in and eventually um, saved them. Um, But no, it was a horrible rain. Um, Craig White must haunt the Rangers fans. 10 well, years it, ago it, it didn't it? the ramifications were absolutely massive I, I, I can remember like, a wee yeah. story Paul I can remember when it was Rangers first home game under um, Craig White's um, ownership and I think Paul, Paul Murray refers to it today and it was good interviews in the Daily Record yeah. with, with Keith Jackson um, and it was at Home Hearts in the, yeah. the, the Sunday newspapers we were given an audience with with, uh, with Craig White at that time and I remember asking him sport kickoff. Yeah. And I can which was great at the time. You, mm. you were you sure. owner a Rangers, this yeah. was a big thing, you know, to, to get him face to face. And um uh, I remember asking him, you know, Rangers supporter, uh, Craig, you know, what's your memories of of, of, of growing up? So I think yeah. he was kinda 
ages with myself, you're thinking so it'd be that kind of Walters nine in a row team mm-hmm. and Barry's team. We we, we did mm-hmm. actually talking about that kind of era and he and he, he struggled to answer. And there was just something in my mind at that mm-hmm. time thinking, No, you, you should be rhyming them off. Of course, you should be rhyming off, rhyming yeah. off. And he's, I, he said, I, I can vaguely remember, you know, the, mm-hmm. the late great David Cooper and things. I'm just thinking, mm-hmm. No, it should have yeah. been, okay, yeah, obviously David Cooper, yeah, but it should have yeah. been Richard Goff, Brian Loudrop, yeah. uh, Arthur Newman, Barry Ferguson, Paul oh, Gascoigne, yeah. you know, yeah. Walter Smith. Mm-hmm. And I just thought there was something just didn't quite sit right in me about the, the authenticity of the backstory. Uh, in terms of his connection um, with Rangers but there you go that was then 10 years ago 0808 17 17 700 quick break and then we're going to hear from GVB and from Ange Postacoglu The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda Toyota Ford Seat and more Let's go because you heard it here on the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Paul Cooney here with Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi. Contracts are signed. He's staying with us for the, this season. I think he's just done a five-year deal, Mark. I'd get in now if I were you. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. Loads of calls coming in. Right, so we talked a bit there. We ended up talking about Rangers. Rangers, a win for them. Aaron Ramsey coming on, um, starting at the weekend for the first time. And uh, Celtic winning 4-0 against Wraith Rovers. But the manager, Ange Postacoglu, not happy with the lack of intensity, some of the pace. And uh, he was heard shouting, having a, a go at some of the players for playing the ball back to the goalkeeper. So he was asked afterwards uh, about that performance. You know, for me, the way we sort of set up and, and the way we play our football, I, I, I forgive everything, you know, f- from mistakes to you know people making bad decisions. I do all that, but I, I just won't cop people just putting in a 45-minute shift. You know, that's all what it's about. My frustration comes out or... or I just feel that every time you you put the shirt on and you play, and particularly the way we want to play, you know, there's there's a price to pay for it, and that price is that you you give everything you have for the time you're out there in, in within the context of how we want to play. So that doesn't mean you know the players are sort of hamstrung into doing just one thing. You know, they've got plenty of freedom out there. You know, we've seen plenty of you know fantastic football. Even the second half today, there was some outstanding stuff. You're not going to do that if if you're just looking for a comfortable afternoon and yeah there was just too many in the first half who, who were doing that he's not hanging about there Barry is he no, yeah. I, do you know what I love that sort mm. of interview he's laid down the gauntlet see if you're not going to do it for how many minutes you're on the pitch whether it's 60, 70 90 odd minutes if you're not going to play at a certain level he's got demands and expectations on the players you ain't going to play for him it's plain and simple and um, I was watching the game I was flicking between the Celtic game and the, the games down south and I had it on at the stage where the, obviously the, the, the camera's on the pitch and you could you could actually hear him screaming. Mm. And I, I've not heard Postacoglu at a game um, look so angry mm. or agitated at the side of the pitch. Now, for me, Celtic were, were always comfy within the game, mm. but they, they weren't the normal Celtic to start like a, a house on fire, they're out the traps. Um, and he's just plain and simple. He's not going to accept it if you're not going to play the way that I want you to play. Well, you won't be in the starting eleven. Callum's on the line. Callum, uh, seven changes, I know, but your manager wasn't happy. I can understand why. Um, I think it's important that you always take risks, um, and that's what he really prioritises. And I think at times in the first half, Celtic were playing it safe, mm-hmm. and I was, 
I think it's refreshing that you've got a manager who's always demanding, yeah. um, even at home against the team in the championship. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. I just mean that it clearly shows that every game for Ange Postacoglu is as important as the last one and, and will be as the next one, you know, because I think it's Celtic Rangers, um, especially, we've talked about this on the show a few times, Paul, you, you need to go and win every game and try and win in a certain style as well because that's what the fans demand. Mark? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 like Barry, I just, I love that interview because you're getting a proper insight into the manager's thinking, into how he treats the players and, uh, you know, there's two words in there that, that jump out that we were talking about earlier when Barry was reflecting in his, his time as a teenager under Walter Smith, demands mm. and standards. And he said it there, it's a privilege to wear the Celtic jersey and if you're going to dip, you'll not be wearing it again. So, I just thought it was great because sometimes with managers now, Paul, media conference, you're not getting a chat, you know, it's cliches, it's, you know, but with that there, it was a 45 second clip, mm. but it told you plenty mm-hmm. about Ange Postecoglou and what's going on inside the club just now. A lot of chat among the fans. Callum, we want to ask you as well uh, about Mikey Johnson. He went off injured again. The manager was asked about the injury. Yeah, I think he got a cup, he cupped the knock, it's not like cup, cupped the knock on an ankle, so, um, yeah, I'm not really sure. Um, I, I don't I shouldn't say that last time I said it wasn't serious it ended up being so I'm not really sure but yeah it looked like a knock more than anything else so we've asked on the socials at Go Football Show is the fan criticism of Mikey Johnson unfair 27% of you say yes it is unfair but 74% Callum say no it's not unfair uh, what do you think in Mikey Johnson is it time for him to get a loan move somewhere else now because you look at the young players like Abada age 20 um you know, there's a lot of young players coming in who are getting game time and making an impression. I think I was stunned, I'll be honest, Paul, that he didn't move on loan in January. I think he certainly needs a, an opportunity to go and play regular games. You just have to look at Ryan Christie. Um, maybe wasn't deemed ready enough for the Celtic first team when he came in from Inverness initially. Had some time back at Inverness, then goes to Aberdeen for a few seasons and then can come back and hit the ground running. The reason I don't think the criticism is unfair for Mikey Johnson is he's, he's 23 this year. He's not a young teenager anymore. And, and that's not me saying that he won't go on to have a good career, whether that's at Celtic or elsewhere, because Barry will know this having been at Rangers. You look at guys like Charlie Adam, Ross McCormick, maybe not able to break into the Rangers team and play year in, year out, but they've been able to go and carve a good, solid career for themselves down south. Charlie Adam especially, of course, getting the move to Liverpool. So... Mm-hmm. There is hope for Mikey Johnson there. I just think, as you've mentioned there, Paul, Abad is 20. He's come in, he scored more goals in his debut season than Mikey Johnson has during his entire time at the club. And I think that that kind of speaks for itself. I know Mikey Johnson has had trouble with injuries, yeah. um, but with Celtic Rangers, you need to grasp, you, you mentioned it earlier again, if you're given 15 minutes at Celtic Rangers, especially at home, you need to take that opportunity and grasp it with both hands. You think of um, Tory Watt, for instance, years ago at Celtic, he came on, yep. scored a few goals against Mullerwell, if I remember correctly, and then goes on and scores obviously the goal against Barcelona, mm-hmm. we all talk about. He took his chance, albeit long-term, he wasn't uh, deemed maybe good enough for Celtic to stay there long-term, but he still took a chance and, and, yep. and, and, and at the end of the day earned some opportunities, whereas at the moment, especially under Neil Lennon latterly and now yep. under Ange Postacoglu, I feel that Mikey Johnson is getting opportunities and whether it is to do with fitness, of course, it could well be. I just don't feel that he's grasping them. When he used to come on, Paul, I used to think he'll get me off my seat. He's someone I think is going to happen. Now he looks like a player that really is low on confidence and that's natural, I suppose, when he's lacking that mm. consistent match rhythm. Let's ask Barry, what do you feel? 
I was taken by surprise Callum just mentioned he was coming up in 23. I yeah. don't know whether that because he's been out of the picture for a long time through mm -hmm. injury. But 23, you should be knocking on the door to the starting 11. Um, look, there's no doubt Mikey Johnson's got mm -hmm. something. He has his good pace, good trickery. Um, but I mean, he's got an issue now since the summer. He's got a badder who's come in, scored 13, 14 goals. Yeah, 14. And the guy that replaced him, well, what can you say about him? Um, he's just a, a match winner all day long. He came on and just um, let the stage up. Jota did, didn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah Jota came on and just let the stage up. But he, he fired Celtic up a bit. Um, so I think at his stage in his career, mm. he needs to go somewhere where he's got a real chance of playing week in, week out. I don't think it's going to... I don't think it's going to happen at Celtic with the two players that I mentioned. And plus you've got um, James Forrest yeah. as well. So I would probably think he's, he's, he's fourth in line. Um, but another injury, that's been the, the major issue. But one thing I will say, he has got great ability, Mikey Johnson. Yeah. He just needs to go and show that maybe somewhere else mm. for a few months. And the difference you'll see in him when he plays week in and week out I think you'll see his ability shine through. The only problem he's got is he's in and out of the team because of the quality which is in front of him. Is James Forrest going to get back to his best? Yeah. Mark, do you think? Yeah. Like, like, James Forrest is one of Celtic's most decorated um, mm. players and I think he's still got plenty to offer the club. Um, he's been a whipping boy for yeah. a number of Celtic supporters mm. o over... Um, Too long. Uh, ...the years. Yeah, which I think was, was grossly unfair. Mm. Um, I mean, it really was. So he, he's a... Proper player, and I know it's about what you do today and tomorrow, not about what you've what you managed to do yesterday. But James Forrest has still got a big role to play at Celtic. He's a great professional. He's low maintenance, never causes the manager a minute's trouble. And just on Mikey Johnston, um, if I'm Mikey Johnston, you want to play regular football. I think I need to go elsewhere to do that. He needs to work in his finishing because mm -hmm. he's got brilliant pace. He can beat a defender no ball, which is great to see in the modern game. Not enough of them do it. It's the final ball and he's finishing and if he can improve in that what I would say is somebody like Mikey Johnson he should be able to take real inspiration from somebody like Martin Boyle that great blistering pace can you know really leave defenders for dead and look at Martin Boyle his game kicked on and you know what he's managed to do now so Mikey Johnson's got a lot of talent yep. he needs to go and play regularly it, it does frustrate me when when whether that they're at Celtic or Rangers where Mikey Johnson is getting a bit of flack for the Celtic support I don't like seeing that. Sometimes you've got to support the players, you know what I mean? He's he's obviously finding it difficult just now. Um, but listen, that's what happens when you play at Rangers and Celtic, when yep. you don't produce. They get on your back. Um, it's something that you need to deal with. You need to have broad shoulders. Right, what about Jota? Callum, stay with us. What is happening? There's word out of Portugal that they, Benfica, don't want to lose him. The deal wasn't done over Christmas period. Um Mark, have we got the latest on it, but apparently Benfica, I don't know, we, we haven't seen the contract, we don't exactly know what it is, but Callum, I guess Jota, you'd be out there with Michael Nicholson and signing him now if he, if you could. Absolutely, Paul. I mean, even if the, the player himself was desperate to go to the Premier League, for instance, if Celtic were to activate that clause, which I think was reported to be around £6.5 million, they could then flip him on in the summer if, they, if the player really desired that and make more money but is he not a steal at that everyone six and a half million all day long yeah, yeah all day Barry long. yeah, yeah. I mean I, I said uh, a few months back mm. we need a, a great start is he going to continue it but I'll be honest with you he's getting better and better what about that skill at, at the goal line 
Remember when he got yeah, past, I, I just it? laugh at things like yeah. that. You know what I mean? I, I laugh in a good way because yeah. it's unbelievable ability. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it, it, to be fair, it, what a find he's been. What a find for six and a half mm-hmm. million quid. I would be over there and I wouldn't be moving from Benfica's front door until I get him signed on the dotted line. There's two ways you can look at it because at the end of the day, there'll only be a handful of people that really know what's there in black and white. Now, it could well be that the, the clause that, that we believe Celtic have got is absolutely watertight. Therefore, there's no panic for, from Celtic. There's no need to buy him last month and release a couple of million quid of the first instalment when you can have that in your own account. But you saw the figures on Friday, 28 million. Yeah, yeah, but... Profit. I'm just saying, Paul, if that's... Or the other part might be that what we've, what we've read and heard isn't accurate and there's a bit of work to be done and there might be a wee bit of panic we don't know as I say because I, I always love it and people say yeah he earns 30 grand a week and they paid 6.732 million for him in the first and stock yeah nonsense unless you'd actually seen it in black and white so shows the contract if somebody can see that then fine but I'm always sceptical about you know what, what we take for granted um, Paul so um, I think Celtic are probably in a good position but maybe it's not 100% certain that they can get him for six and a half million. So I hope it's, I hope I'm wrong. Well, he's got to decide he wants to come as well. well. That's yeah, the thing. Callum, final word from you on it. We're racing towards six. What would you say about Jota? I absolutely hope he stays at the club. I think it's um, it's a no-brainer for Celtic, Paul. Just a very quick question for Barry. Um, I thought it was admirable, obviously, the fact that he's chosen to step down. Many managers have criticised for sort of hanging on and stuff, so fair play to him for standing down. I just wanted to ask him, what's the main difference been for him from leading teams at the highest level in Scotland and English football to being a manager? Is, how's he found that transition? Um, listen, there's, there's no better feeling than playing the game. Um, but listen, I started Callum to be honest with you um, 31 I started doing my badges um, so it would have been an easier transition for me uh, but listen I, I enjoy it look difficult when you're you're dealing with you're only seeing guys for three and a half four hours maximum a week and then obviously having to get them organised for the, for the game on the Saturday but do you know what Callum it was my choice I wanted to go down that route. I, I think Mark mentioned it earlier. I wanted to get my hands dirty. It was like another apprenticeship for me, a longer term apprenticeship than when I was a footballer. And do you know what? I wouldn't change it for what I've done. I think I've learned a lot. I became a better manager for it. Yep, I've made mistakes, but we all make mistakes. Um, and I'll be better for it, but I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it. But the transition for player, a manager, is difficult. It's difficult. Certainly, the way the game's changed, I, I do, we, we spoke about it earlier in the programme, I think the, the game has changed where I'm a bit fiery and demanding. Mm. Sometimes players don't really like that, that kind of side of you nowadays. Callum, that's a good question for your podcast. Thanks for joining us tonight, Callum. <laughs> we'll speak yep. to you again soon. The news is coming up next. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! go, go. 
Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. Scottish Cup weekend and it continues tonight. Who's going into the quarterfinals? Well, Peterhead are up against Dundee and Peterhead hoping to make it that it's not going to be all Premiership sides in the quarters. Yep, hearts are through. Only just, as you probably know, it went to penalties. So fourth and penalties against Livy after 0-0. Aberdeen losing at Motherwell 2-1. Van Veen on form and Connor Shield scoring. So Motherwell are through. Christian Ramirez had put Aberdeen one up as well and Stephen Glass has gone. He was sacked yesterday by his friend who brought him from Atlanta from the second team. That must have been a tough conversation yesterday. But Aberdeen now in the hunt for a new manager. Is it going to be Jack Ross? Neil Lennon's name is in there. Derek Adams' name. Um, Jim Goodwin. Uh, we're going to discuss that during this hour. Partick Thistle, oh, they ran Dundee United close, but an Ian Hark's goal means Dundee United are in the quarters. What about St Mirren 4-0 against Kelty Hearts? Alex Greaves scoring again, and uh, Greg Kilty getting a couple of goals, so a good win for Saints. Rangers 3-0 at Annan. It was Hollander, Roof and Sakala as Aaron Ramsey made his debut. Arbroath and Hebs, well, Arbroath, we all uh, drew our breath when they went one up, but Hebs ended up 3-1 winners so Sean Maloney getting a victory a Celtic 4-0 against Wraith Rovers and the story there was Jota when he came on they scored early on and uh, Liam Scales getting the goal in 22 minutes but it wasn't the best performance but Maeda scoring and uh, near beaten what about stellar penalties <laughs> lucky to get the, the rebound but he did and who's going to go through tonight Peterhead or Dundee will you be watching it gents but uh, I see somebody there with the, the red roses because it's Valentine's <laughs> Day Barry you got uh, having a good day well, <laughs> you've just got to. I'll, I'll, I'll rearrange that. Going to be a nice evening. Yeah, but it's it's not been the best. Um, it's an amicable, an yet. amicable divorce today. Yeah, I know. I've, I've been. Um, I've, let, I've let myself down. I ordered something that she really wanted. Right. Um, I get no, a notification mm-hmm. saying um, on Thursday that it was held up for. Um, I had to pay extra tax because it was coming from France so then I had to phone up DHL and pay that and then um, it got told it was going to get delivered uh, today so it Um, arrived yeah did it come I missed missed did they come it's like everyone they say they ring the bell but I'm in the bad books I've got down and and both knees and apologised but I still got a nice card sure Yeah. and um, I'll uh, I'll run out of bath tonight when I get in. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, <laughs> he's a gonna, bubble bath. Then he's going down to watch Peterhead against Dundee. Yeah. Well, you can't even call me after that. Though. No, I know exactly. Too, right? Sure. Listen, it's not often you get diamonds sent through the DHL, though, isn't it? And Mark. Yep. So uh, Valentine's night, but you'll be watching Peterhead Dundee tonight. Absolutely not. No. no. <laughs> I'll, I'll watch the draw. Honest. I'll yeah. watch the draw at, uh, at yeah. ten o'clock. The draw we get made uh, live, so you keep a wee uh, <laughs> eye uh, on the draw because it's getting to that that stage. Paul quarterfinals, yeah. last eight, uh, only a few weeks away, middle mm. of March, and then semis, and then of course the, I think the finals in May twenty um, first. Who's going to win the cup for you? Oh, yeah, Barry. Will have a I, think, yeah. 
I'd love it. I'd, I'd love an old fun final. You imagine yeah, yeah. an old fun final. My goodness. We said that last week, didn't we? Let's that'd make it happen. Yeah. 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 I said that on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Old firm cup final. That would be something special. Yeah, too. we talked about it because he was he was away enjoying uh, the weekend. Because I think the league is going to get right down uh-huh. in the wire. Yeah. yeah. Um, and to have an old firm cup final, last game of the season, mm. that's what you want. Lot to play for, and the 40 million sign is up there. There's still that one point in it. We're getting down to the serious stuff again later in the week, and I don't mean Europe getting back to Liga. It's all about the league, isn't it? It's got yeah, to be. Yeah. I mean, Europe is uh, icing on the cake, maybe. Yeah. You know, Celtic in the Conference League, Rangers Europa League, and of course, Borussia Dortmund this week. We'll talk about that yeah. before the end of the programme. So, Saturday, it seems a while ago, I think it's because of all the managerial changes. So, we don't want to go on too much about the cup at the weekend, but uh, GVB said 3 0. It was a decent day. I mean, it's always you know difficult place to come here. You know, artificial grass, the, the weather conditions. But you know, I'm really happy with the result because we wanted to go into the next round. I think we we started off really well and um, you know already decided the game in the first half. Second half, uh, you know, we could get many substitutes on, but uh, I'm happy with the result. I'm happy with uh, all the players who got minutes who needed it. You know, especially uh, Aaron Ramsey. Um, Philip Hallander and of course Stephen Davis as well so uh, all, all with all it's been a, been a good day for us Man of the match Stephen Davis Yeah it was uh, listen I think you summed it up really well there it was important that certain players get minutes under their belt Philip Hallander been out for a number of months important he get back playing because um, I think he can be an important player in the running Davo been out also getting a bit of minutes and obviously the, the one that everybody's talking about is Aaron yeah. Ramsey I had no doubt in my mind um, don't care if it was AstroTurf or people were going on about the, the stadium or whatever I says to you it's a tidy wee stadium he would have played in a car park for me yeah. he, he had to get minutes under his under his belt and that's what he certainly did and also Kemar Roof um, mm. got minutes under his belt and got a goal as oh, well goal. so yeah. listen all in all it's about going to places like Arnon conditions know the best the main thing is you come away with a clean sheet and you're into the, the quarterfinals. And as I said, important players get minutes under their belt and that'll be important for Rangers for the running. 11 changes in the starting lineup, wasn't it? I think uh, it doesn't happen too often. Kemar Roof, he's got 11 goals now. So yeah. although he misses quite a lot with injury, his ratio is really strong. He's, he's, he's a quality striker, um, Paul. And uh, you know, as we're saying now, Rangers, European scene's back. On Thursday, so it's back-to-back Thursdays, back-to-back Sundays for Rangers as well. And we're getting to that stage now. It's 11-12-13 league games to go. There is no margin for error. There'll be another Celtic Rangers game start of April, so that's to come quickly. So I think if you're Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, um, in the aftermath of the heavy defeat to Celtic um, a couple of weeks ago, his team have bounced back well. And on top of that, Davis, Halanda. Roof, couple of kids getting more minutes as well too. Just having a wee look at the what kind of qualities coming through the academy. So all in all, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst will be, will be very satisfied. Here's his take on Aaron Ramsey. He looked very lively. You know, he wants to to enjoy football. It's been a while since he's been, uh, of course, starting a game even. But uh, you know, he made already some uh, some minutes for us. Happy we could start today and. Uh, you know he will only get stronger and uh, and fitter. And Philip Hollander. Yeah, well he just he just scored before. You know we know with his height he's uh, 
he's very dangerous set pieces, but um, overall happy with his goal and happy that he could play 60 minutes after so many uh, months, you know, not able to play. So that was Rangers through. You know, it could have been a banana skin, but nobody really thought it would be. Rangers went through pretty comfortably. For Celtic then, 4-0. And I know we're talking about the manager. You know, he's not happy with quite a lot of it. Well, I get frustrated because I shouldn't have to remind anybody. I mean, you know, we're building this team on with a foundation of you've got to work hard, you've got to buy into the kind of football you want to play and, you know, we don't give allowances. Now, look, some of it, there are mitigating circumstances. I've made seven changes, so I kind of knew, particularly at the beginning, that we're going to lack the fluency we've had recently, but it was important we got some minutes into some guys because we're going to need them going forward. But even within that context, like I said, I, I just felt we... We kind of got through a comfortable 45 minutes and it's not what I'm after. And you saw the quality they had on the bench. You know, the, all, I think all the subs came on and made an impact, which they have to. That's their job, you know, whether you start or not. Um, you know, the last half an hour of the game is just as important as the first 60 minutes. So, you know, that's my expectations. And, and you know, the subs that came on today um, did a very good job. But I thought second half, and again, that's, that's the frustrating bit, that the whole second half, I thought we were much better, even from... Before I made the substitutions, we were much more aggressive, much more like ourselves. And that's why, you know, I don't accept the fact that the first 45, we couldn't do that. You see the quality that they had and they brought on and the impact they had. Yeah, you look at the strength and depth that both Celtic and Rangers have got, but you look at the quality that um, even Callum McGregor didn't get any minutes. Yeah, nearly did. <laughs> he nearly and they scored that second goal and then the track suit was back on. Um but listen, he, he, I like what you're saying there. Um, he's trying to build a mindset. And first and foremost, I don't care what level you're playing at, hard work. Work hard first, and then ability always comes through. And it seems to me, if you're not going to work hard for him, you ain't mm. going to play any minutes. Yeah, it, it, and again, just some great insight into him there. You know, substitutes come on and made an impact, but that's their jobs. That's what they're there to do. The last half hour is just as important as the first hour whether you're a sub or not so you know they're, they're, again it's just the demands on every player in the squad um, that say and I think probably Ange Postecoglou Paul just putting these messages into the minds of his players in the dressing room and also into the minds of the supporters we're getting down to the business end you know if you think I've been hard on you you think I've set standards I think about the demands on you first eight months you ain't seen nothing yet in the next three months now the most important Celtic under Ange Postecoglou, he'll be thinking, we might be able to go and win a treble. We might be able to have an absolutely fantastic season. But it could also crumble. And he's certainly not going to allow it to crumble. And he's telling his players, you better be with me. Here are the standards. And I always remember Craig Moore's first conversation on here when he told us about the standards that Ange Postecoglou set his backroom staff. Never mind the dressing room. He said the backroom staff, the demands every day to work. He said, and then that filtered its way down onto the playing squad and it's been absolutely true what Craig told us eight months ago when Ange first walked through the door yeah, he's not going to accept half measures it's, it's plain and simple um, if you're not going to um, play the way that he wants you to play which is we all know high energy work hard close people down because um, when I was watching the game it certainly wasn't the Celtic that we became used to watching um, but the second half it was like a different team so you heard him during the, I think it was 20 minutes into the game, he was he was badgering him at the sideline and I've not seen him like that, but I'd expect the dressing room, door would have been slammed and a few would have been told um, and gave a kick up the backside and certainly they came out and they were a, 
much energetic team they were on the front foot and um, well, at no stage in the game did I ever feel they were going to lose it no. but it, was, um, it, was but one it could have been a bit yeah I mean it could have been a bit dodgy towards sure. the end if it's only 1-0 yeah. um, but they, they stepped up the tempo and when they do that they're a far better team that's that's the way that Celtic need to be playing and obviously he wanted to rotate the squad but he also wanted to see Christopher Julian he came on late in the game yeah look um, yeah, he's worked hard at training and um, like every footballer they, they want to play so um, it's good to get him some game time today and I'm sure that'll encourage him to sort of go back and keep working hard and, and you know take his opportunity when he comes yeah, I, mean, I think, you know, for Christopher Julian, what, 14, 15 months on the sideline, all accounts get a terrific reception from the Celtic supporters when he came on. And again, you know, for Ange Postecoglou to have a player of that quality um, coming back, back again, just that wee message in there, keep working yep. hard. Mm-hmm. You know, keep working hard and go and make a contribution uh, for the rest of the season. So that gives him another uh, defender in that position. You've, you've got Starfelt, you've got Welsh, and, and you've got Julian and it's really it's it's one from three to go and partner Carter Vickers he's the yeah. first choice centre back and there may well be an opportunity now for Julian to go and, to go and state a claim for these 15-16 games of the, the season I, I don't think Celtic fans uh, should expect he, he did look rusty mm-hmm. uh, when I watched it but listen as you just mentioned 14 months it's a hell of a long time to about you can it's do all the training yep. you want I'm sure they'll be trying to get closed door games so he can get minutes uh, into his legs. Um, but listen, he did. The one thing about it, the, the reception he got was was unbelievable for the, the support, but they need to be patient with him. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's he's ready to just go and start a game. I thought he maybe have started. Yeah. Um, but listen, that's obviously Postacoglu sees him closer up and thinks he's still no, um, no ready. So that's important that if they want him for the run-in, he needs to get games under his belt and that maybe doing games at the training ground. I know we've talked about the shouting, the frustration, but he saw positives as well in the game. Were there still positives to take away? Yeah, second half, I thought, like I said, we, we were really were much better. Our aggression, our running, our, you know, our tempo was a lot better. And, you know, we're through to the next round, we scored four goals, haven't conceded any. So from that point of view, it was, it was still positive. So they're both on course. They could be the cup final. The old firm may 2022 I heard George earlier on talk about the uh, the Love and Crans Cup final but he said it could have been the Barry Ferguson Cup final but Rangers haven't won the cup we said it on Friday Scottish Cup since what 2009 wow Mark is phenomenal yeah and I do remember the the Love and Crans or the Ferguson final whatever you want to Uh call it 2002 (laughs) it was a brilliant game and and I I do remember Rangers thoroughly deserved it that day they were the better team um, and absolutely deserved to win the cup that afternoon but what a final it was it was an absolute cracker certainly was uh, who's going to be the boss of Aberdeen next who do you think it is going to be Stephen Glass uh, that'd be a tough conversation because Dave Cormack brought him from Atlanta where he was the, the second team manager he's only had what 11 months but he has had money what, what, uh, one thing I would say about Stephen Glass I think Paul uh, is that I would question his his backroom staff um, as in not appointing somebody more senior to, to, to be to be close to him. There's a, 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 um, a couple of um, fellas in there I just thought mm, just when you're a young coach I don't know what Barry thinks but just having an old head beside you somebody you can trust somebody that's not going to step in your toes but just you know how to handle certain situations how to deal with a chairman how to deal with the board how to deal with the, the media all the sorts of different things I think it's always great when you're just starting out just to have that you know, wise head beside you when you just need that wee bit of counsel 
every now and again and, and, and I wonder if Stephen Glass maybe regrets not having that Every manager's got different ways of doing things but if I'm at a full-time club I would have my coaches I want but I would always have somebody who's got a bit of experience who I'll just as you say there be in the background if you're struggling with a couple mm. of things he's a shoulder to cry on or lean on um, and get a bit of obviously positive information out of um, so I was surprised because it is a young coaching team he had up yep. there really young um, so maybe that's something that he'll look to in the future and think right next job I get I'll keep the same staff but also I'll add a, a more experienced head because I'll be honest with you you can't beat experience mm. I still speak to like ex-teammates who are maybe seven, eight years older than me mm. ex-managers because it's always good to get different opinions but it's difficult when you're at obviously part-time level Saints would hate to lose him, St Mirren, but what about Jim Goodwin as manager of Aberdeen? I just think Jim's... Um, I just think he's a very good manager. Uh, I think he's built a really good squad there. He's In terms of his recruitment, I don't think you can argue against it. He's, he's been over to Southern Ireland and, and let's be honest with you, he brought a, f- a few gems. Um, he's been down to England and brought a few players up. The guy that sticks out to me is the boy Ronan. Mm-hmm. Um, who's been what, what a find he's been he's got a good a, a real good mixture there he, he's he set his team up they're um, they're always competitive they're uh, well organised well drilled um, the only thing you would probably say is they've not got a, an out and out goal scorer bro if he's injured again mm-hmm. um, but for me Jim Goodwin I think he's done a brilliant brilliant job at St Man. what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think Jim's in the frame. I think, you know, if, if you're Aberdeen, you, you would have to have someone like Jim Goodwin um, in the frame. You know, you look at him now, he's got that experience from, from Aloha, then into St Mirren. Um, he'll have a couple of hundred games under his belt um, as a manager now. And, um, you know, I think Jim is probably getting to that stage uh, where there maybe is a, the next level up for him, yeah. whatever that mm-hmm. may be in, 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 the, in the fullness of time. But like I said earlier, Paul, what a great job for somebody to get. Mm. Whether it's Jim Goodwin, Malcolm McKay, Derek Adams, Jack Ross, mm. Paul Hartley, whoever it may be. Neil Lennon. Neil yeah. Lennon. I think it's a really good job. Big, big football club. Um, and a chance to go and get it by the, by the scruff of the neck and, and really kick it on and go and work with some real quality players in that squad. And your nephew, Lewis. I mean, we went on about it last week. I think it's ridiculous the away team have to come down through the stand at Fir Park. I know mm. it was a COVID thing. But he was getting a bit of stick from some of the Aberdeen fans uh, the weekend yeah but uh, listen I'm not just sticking up with him because he's yeah. my, my nephew I have watched Aberdeen over the last three or four weeks in games and and to be fair uh, I would be first to admit if Lewis wasn't performing I think he's been one of their better players and one yeah. thing you can't label against Lewis is when he's not having a great game he still rolls his sleeves up and he's yep. he's one that you would want in the trench he's, look, he's got a bit of a bit of abuse off the fans it's all okay for the fans to have a, a pop at a player but when a player maybe has a pop back he's the he's the bad guy in it um, I didn't really see it but obviously I've, I've read about it look Lewis will just be as frustrated as the fans hmm. he's, a, he's a winner he wants to win games of football they're no, win, they're no winning games of football so maybe he'll look back at it and think mm, I should have maybe have, have dealt with that differently but he's only human he's still young he's still learning and you're going to make mistakes along the way Um but I'm sure Lewis will look back at it and think, right, do you know what? Maybe I should have just put my head down and took my frustrations out in the dressing room. 
Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the taxi centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees, They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. Go Radio Football (laughs) Show with the Taxi Centre. Mark Guidi, Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney. You were asking us about, did you do anything nice? Uh, Working during the day and, you know, maybe a meal tonight then. Yeah, he's fine. Meal for that one. Was all, that was always. <laughs> I remember you used to get the old uh, like yeah. the, the, the Q&A's your favourite band growing uh, yeah, up. You remember uh, the footballers sure. all get, and yeah. it was always yeah. I, ideal, ideal night out. And of course, ninety nine out of hundred, regardless which team they played for, who they were, um, out, out for dinner with yeah. friends and onto a club for a few drinks. <laughs> it was a stock. It was stock. What was your favourite club? In your pre- <laughs> oh, uh, there was a few. A few. There was a few. Yeah. Oh, there was a few good ones. There was a few good. You good discotheques back in the day, weren't Indeed. They? Yeah. Favourite band? We we asked sometimes the other week we talked oh, about it with Davey and Barry. Good. It was their last concert. And I know what it was. It was a Coldplay. Oh. What about you, Mark? Your last one? Well, listen, I loved I loved George Michael's thoughts enough to oh. go and see George Michael in concert. The Symphonica, did you see his yeah, last one? Absolutely the brilliant. Wow. Uh, who else do I like? I liked oh, back in the day, yeah. Spandau Bally. Oh yeah. Terms True. Trent Darby, Lionel True. Ritchie. Yeah. Uh, Same my name. A few times. Yeah. Uh, showing your age here. Oh, <laughs> I, I know. Bro. Barry likes but... that one. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> In an echo chamber. <laughs> keep throwing them. We'll keep knocking them back. Uh, yeah. uh, the George oh, Michael wow. concert, Symphonica. Oh. Maybe the best I was ever at, Barry. It was the whole orchestra at the SEC. Brilliant. Just a year before. I watched a film. Yeah. Um, In Paris. In, in Saturday Night, House mm. of Gucci. Oh, yeah. Did you, what, did you enjoy it? And there's a bit of George Michael on that. Oh, Lady nice. Gaga. Yeah, mm. was it good? By the way, brilliant actress. She's amazing, isn't she? Oh. I could not believe mm. how good she was. Yeah. Oh, she's great in um, Star is Born as well. Which that's oh, one of all I've watched that. But, did, did I tell <laughs> you my Josh Michael Special. story? No, on you Have go. I told you my Josh Michael story? On you no, go. So, I'll fade down, him down. Down, <laughs> down in London, interviewing George Graham, myself and um, Michael yeah. Michael Grant, who was at the, the Sunday Times at the time. So George yeah. Graham's picked this restaurant back about 15, 16 years ago. And um, sitting, it was a Friday lunchtime, nice. And George Michaels walked in the restaurant with with a with a friend, and I've sat down. Wait, was, was he eight, around a different eight corner? Eight, eight, or, <laughs> eight or nine, eight or nine, <laughs> yeah, eight or nine yards away. And I was sitting there, and I just, I just said to um, George, "Give says, oh, George Michaels just walked in." George always says, oh, "I like George Michaels." Yeah. So do I. And I said, "Right, can I take your advice?" And I said, "And before they did their selfies, I said, would it be really rude to go up and ask him?" For his autograph and sure. just to, to say, and George Graham said, he gave us his counsel, says, yeah. I wouldn't do it, just leave him alone and let him have his lunch in peace. I thought, right, I'll take the advice from yeah. somebody who would know, like, he'd be pestered in a, in a restaurant, but just sitting a few yards yeah. uh, away from in a, a restaurant in London. Yeah. Wow. There we go. You could have gone up and said, I'm your man. That could be a whole different story. Right, let's go back in the lines. John is oh, on, an Aberdeen my fan. God, honestly. <laughs> Wham. <laughs> Hi John, I hope you like oh. the George Michael music. Aye, stuff's good. I must say, this is going to be a hard time conversation to follow up. And John, you you need a few laughs. You're an Aberdeen fan. Come on, it must be tough. Oh. 
Yeah. Oh God, we need it. We need a lot of laughter in life just now, um, given the way things have been going. Um, and Barry, I'm just yeah. going to say because obviously your nephew was involved um, at the weekend mm. with some stuff for the fans. I hope, I hope he's, I hope he's all right because I think some of the abuse was um, was out, was out of order. Yeah, well, um, Aberdeen fans are annoyed and rightly so after performance. And Lewis is probably right, um, rightly annoyed, um, but. He maybe should have walked through. He shouldn't have got that in the first place. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to say that. I hear that John he'll just be as frustrated as 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 you, the Aberdeen fans. I, I've no doubt about it. I know what type of character he is, and he, listen, he hates getting beaten. Listen, it's something he'll he'll learn from. There's no doubt about it. Just a wee bit of frustration after the game. Sometimes it happens, John, but I'm I'm sure um, they'll yeah. put it at one side and. And I'm sure he'll he'll go and he'll perform tomorrow night against St. Johnson. Because Lewis looks to me as if he gives everything. He d- yeah. that, that's one thing about yeah. him. Look, I, I, obviously, I, I watch Aberdeen for the, yeah. the the simple fact is Lewis is there, and I want to see my nephew do really well in the in the game. And listen, he, he, I'll be honest with you, he can go to the next level for me, um, no doubt about it in terms of his performances. But I think they've picked up, and he's um, one thing you get for Lewis mm. when he's he's not at the top of his game, as mm. I mentioned earlier on. He rolls his sleeves up, he gets wired in um, and he, he plays his, his heart out. John, I want to get your question, but Barry said before the programme to us about where Aberdeen could go with one more win, the game in hand. Yeah, but when you actually look at it, um, if they win tomorrow night against St. Johnson, they can go up into the, the top Back six. Back to the top six. Yep. Yep. So I just think sometimes... Chairmans are, are are a bit hasty, but listen, John will know more. He's obviously goes to the Aberdeen games. Look, for me, Aberdeen should be higher. There's yeah. no doubt in my mind. I look at Aberdeen squad and I look at the players they've got, and they should be followed up the league and they should be getting more more victories. But I watched the Aberdeen yep. and and Rangers game. I've got to be honest with you, I was real impressed with them. Mm. Even Celtic, I thought they were second really half. poor. Really yep. poor in the first half. I thought the second half they came out and. They had Celtic um, on the ropes. Um, so th- there is a right good team in there. John, what do you want to say? Yeah, um, I, get, I get the point, you know, about um, Chairman being trigger happy because I think the, the stats just now is that there's, what, 16 managerial changes this season and I think there's not many that um, have lasted more than a season, which is um, a bad, bad way of going. But you just got to analyse the living with it. I wasn't um, wanting Stephen Glass in the first place and uh, I take absolutely no pleasure in seeing him lose his job because, you know, as an Aberdeen fan growing up, he was one of my favourite players and he was a great young yeah. player coming through mm-hmm. helped to survive in 94 um, Great performance league cup final when that amazing bike. <laughs> so, I've got nothing but fond memories of him but he was at his death as a manager and then we've just gone backwards. I mean, the, uh, it all stemmed from that Wraith Rovers game. Um, sure. You know where he made the changes. It's just a really bad decision, and it's just out two cup competitions before the quarterfinals, mm. ninth place in the league. John, has the chairman got no. two? Sorry, does the chairman? It's a classic thing. It doesn't always happen, but sometimes the chairman wants to be the manager. Do you think that's an issue? Uh, possibly. I mean, I think the problem the chairman's got is that everyone knows that um, Stephen Glass was the only one interviewed for the job. Um, he, he came out with a line saying there was a hundred applicants for the Aberdeen job, and. Um, there, I, I do think there was a lot of people interested but only one was interviewed and obviously got the job and I think that's the main issue because he came from Atlanta with um, yeah. um, with Cormac so Dave Cormac's got a big decision to make you know he's got the, the, this one horrible wrong he needs to get this one right um, otherwise I, I think a lot of Aberdeen fans will be being blood and Barry knows we're not exactly the most forgiving at times sometimes over the top but 
I'd like to think most of us are reasonable. John, I was going to ask you, say in terms of the squad, do you not think you've got a, a strong squad there? Or do you think that could be improved? It can definitely be improved up front because if Christian Ramirez gets injured, yep. we are struggling up front because we've only got Jet who really hasn't delivered. He scored one goal this season and at times he looks a bit a bit lazy. I mean, when he missed a sitter against Edinburgh City, he was laughing and think, well, you're desperate for a goal. You should be hurting at that. Um, but, I mean, other than the four positions, I think we've got a decent squad. Defensively, we've got some decent defenders there. So we've also got Calvin Ramsey and Jack McKenzie, two good fullbacks. But, um, in the wing positions we could um, we do doing better but and you need a keeper don't you you do yeah yeah. we need someone uh, we need proper yeah. competition for Lewis sure yeah. and yeah. Ho- hopefully Xander Clark will be that next season but so who would be your choice for manager John if you were Dave McCormick because he's put his money in and I didn't mean he wants to be manager but you know he obviously has a huge influence and he's put in a lot of dough John who would be your choice the same choice that I went with 11 months ago in your show, and that's Jim Goodwin. Um, yeah. I think he's a progressive manager. I think he's got St Mun doing very well. They play decent football. They've um, obviously recovered from a bit of a slow start this season. They've been in the top six just now in the quarterfinals. And that's with them selling their prize asset in Jamie McGrath. So I think that would be a good job um, for him. But will Aberdeen take the competition? I don't know. Will Jim Goodwin be interested? Because I think he'll want to go down south. Probably not, but I've got a feeling it'll be Jack Ross because he's free and available. Um, I'm in two minds as to whether that'll be a good effort or not. I know most Aberdeen fans I've spoken to are in two minds over Jack Ross and a bit mm-hmm. doubtful because Hibs blew a couple of um, cup opportunities last yeah. season and then those died big time this season. But no, he has got something about him, but Jim Goodwin would be my number one choice, without doubt. I would imagine that if there's an interest in Jack Ross at one of the, the kind of, you know, you're doing your due diligence and, and, and John's absolutely right, something that Dave Comet has got to do this time, he's got to widen um, the net now, he's, you know, a mistake was made, but you know, he's the owner of the club, he's put his money, he's entitled to a point who he wants, but now he's got to go and probably do, you know, two or three in a short list and sit down face to face with people. Um, but Jack Ross knows the way to handle Yeah, Jack Ross, he? and, he, and he's yeah. available, yeah. he's got a good CV, he is available, Um and also as well, I think that 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 Dave Cormack would phone Ron Gordon at Hibs. You get these American owners now; they've got relationships, Paul, and they get a bit of background. Also, it'd be interesting to see what Ron Gordon would say um, about Jack Ross. I think John's shout about Jim Goodwin is absolutely spot on um, as well. And I don't think you'd need to have any reservations about whether Jim Goodwin would want to go to Pitodry, Um, John. I think that would be, you know, again, that would be a natural kind of, you know, move up um, uh, for him. Um, and yeah it'd it have to be in the running but uh, I think if you're Dave Cormack it's a massive decision therefore you might have a preferred candidate in your mind whether it's Jack Ross or Neil Lennon or Malcolm McKay or Derek Adams or Paul Hartley whoever it may be but he has to sit down with two or three and get a real feel for them and then go and make a decision Paul Hartley's got an association with the club as well hasn't he Barry yeah he, he played he was up there, there. He's, yeah. he lives up there mm-hmm. yeah. um, obviously he's managing up there what a job listen a lot of people going about oh Paul's got a a big budget but still got to spend that well and um, listen he's he's got a good team up there and uh, they're for me their favourites to go into League One but uh, I I don't know if if Paul will be given that opportunity look Jim Goodwin we spoke about him earlier on I agree uh, with John says there I like him I think he's um, he's done a fantastic job there, probably on one of the lower budgets in the in the league. Uh, and let's not forget Aberdeen, 
Should be fighting out for third place. It should be the third four, shouldn't it? Yeah, Yeah. it should be. No doubt in my mind about it. I know how difficult it is to go up there and get Mm -hmm. results, but I also know how big a club it is. Um, It's a wealthy city. I mean, I know it's at a tough time, but you know what the oil did for Aberdeen? I I tell you, there'll be a lot of managers Uh be wanting that job. Any left field ones, given that, you know, Ange Postacoglu, nobody had heard of him. John, I I, I, I wondered that a left field one, and he's well known, I don't know if he'd be interested but I just wonder if if somebody like Paul Lambert would be interested in the Aberdeen job mm-hmm. you know you look at his experience as a manager mm-hmm. um, you know you've over 500 games as a manager at a high level down south he's a very short spell at Livingston right at the start of his career sure. but he's been out of he's been out of Scotland for over a decade oh. I don't know Norwich, I just, I mean, I just, Aston I just, Villa, I just, yeah, Ipswich, I just wonder if he's and more if, if, yeah. um, if, if Paul would maybe what be does a John contender think? John Paul Lambert yeah, that's that's an interesting. With regards to Aberdeen, I mean, I'm not daft. We're not um, we're not going to attract a Jurgen Klopp or a Pep Guardiola or Thomas Tuchel or anything like that. Um, any manager that we come in, there will be flaws and um, question marks over the mm-hmm. appointment. Um, and Lambert has been out of the game for a while, so um, that would be the reservation there. I wouldn't be totally averse to it. Um, if we're going to go somewhere left field, like what you mentioned with Postecoglou, remember we tried that with Glass and it didn't work. Yeah. So if we're going to do that again. I think they've got to have the right assistant or someone who knows Scottish football who can, um, you know, field the wins. I think last night, Alan Russell was not the right um, call either, um, no. bringing him in as the number two. I think they need but a Jimmy Nickel type guy. I mean, he's also been there from before, and I'm not necessarily touting him again, but that type of character, someone that knows Scottish football, knows um, knows the view for it. So if we're going to go to the field, that appointment needs to be made. Maybe Barry Robson would be a good number two for someone. He's still there, he, isn't he? He knows the yep. coaching setup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, John, tomorrow night, I mean, actually, if this had been four months ago, we might have been saying Callum Davidson winning two Cups in 2021. But we know it's really tough for St. Johnson. What's your scoreline tomorrow night? Oh, you put me in the spot. It's a lottery, um, isn't it? I know. You can go yeah, back to George Michael songs if you want. But, uh, no, <laughs> what do you reckon? Yeah, you trained for time, John. A couple of weeks oh. ago before um, it got called off. Um, I'll, I'll go for a sneaky 1-0 Aberdeen. I'll go with a sneaky 1-0. Um, I don't know where that prediction's come from. Maybe a reaction um, is, is given as that. So, did yeah, you, I'll go 1-0 Aberdeen. Did you hear that one? He said you're praying for time or playing for time, he said. John, thanks a million. <laughs> <laughs> it's not April the 1st, Mark. It's, uh, it's Valentine's night. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot all under one roof ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK with taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees they even throw in registration and 12 months road tax so if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi where would you go thetaxicentre.com trade only go radio football show so much on the go today we started with the news that Barry Ferguson he contacted the chairman Mike Mulroney at Alloa today and said time's up I'm going to go they had a long conversation chairman don't think didn't want you to go but you have said no I wish them all the very best third bottom of the table not the way you wanted it to go but Barry tendered his resignation today then came right into the studio here and we've had loads of people saying they really valued hearing the principle that Barry has to walk away from the football club with his best wishes Uh, and 
you know, to look to the future. And he's cemented in with us here at Go Radio, which was happening anyway. Uh, Mark, but you've seen a lot of the comments coming in from people saying, you yep. know, good luck to Barry as well. Quite a few of the Aloha fans as well. Look, football management, you need fixed skin, don't you? Some of them, you know, with any manager, weren't that happy. But others are saying, thank you, Barry, and good luck. Yeah, well, that's for, for, you know, good luck to, to Allah, as Barry says. You know, hope Allah got, got up the table and, um, you know, pushed towards the, the playoff places. For, for Barry, uh, as an individual, it'll be a chance to, to go and reflect. I dare say he'll be hurting for a couple of days, but then after that, you know, he said that I'll go away and I want to go and see different types of football. I want to go away and enhance his knowledge of the game. I want to go and visit some old managers, old colleagues, old teammates and just go and learn me a bit. So, in a fortunate position, he can go and hit the road and go and do that. Um, you know, Callum Davidson said an interesting thing today in his press conference when, when he was asked about his own managerial stuff and the, the situation he finds himself in just now. He says, he says I'm, a, I'm a better manager now. He says, even though we're bottom of the table, he says, and I'll tell you why I'm a better manager, he says, because I've had to face different challenges this season. He says, so last season I was setting up to go and try and win cups, that pressure, to try and get into the top six. He says, now I've got a pressure of trying to get a team and trying to get signings to go and get us out of bottom place of the league, to go and get survival. He says, so, he says, people might not think it, he says, but I know I'm a better manager than what I was this time last year because of the different challenges. And Barry will come through it to whatever his next job's going to be, that he'll come through the experience of this and having learned from things that he'll probably do differently in his next job, whatever that may be. So therefore, you're, you're getting a more rounded um, manager because of the experience he's had at Aloha. In, in adversity. I, yep. I knew I had to make the decision because I was bringing it back into the house. Were you? Yep, and I don't want to do that. Mm. How difficult it is, you try and leave it at the door. Mm. The last couple of weeks I've been bringing it and I've been a bit frustrated. Was Saturday night horrible? Yeah, yep. it was. That, that was probably yeah. the hardest part. Yeah. Um, Sitting watching the mask, I know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it was It was, It was. was tough. And I don't want to bring tall. it into the house. It's no fair in the family. Yeah. Um, so then I, I knew at that mm. stage, I said, right, I need to make a decision. And, and as I said, listen, I hope nothing but the best for him. Um, I'm like that I don't hold any grudges people gave me a bit of stick the fans I'm all for that and I said that in a few interviews yeah. just get behind the team I can take the stick I'm old and old enough and ugly enough to, to accept that um, but when you start bringing it into the house that's when you need to take a wee step back for a few months So managerial vacancies at Aloha Queen of the South Alan Johnson left at the weekend and also Aberdeen uh, Regan's on the line Good evening Regan Who's your manager for Aberdeen? Who would you appoint if you were Dave Cormack? Uh, I would go with Jack uh, Ross Who had a good interview a few weeks ago I would go yeah. with Jack, Jack, Jack Ross I think Jack Ross is a sense of appointment he, he, he knows Aberdeen very well and I'm sure he'd like to get one over and Sean Maloney since he, since he took his job, you know, and I think that's uh, I think I think as as Barry said uh, I mean two minutes ago, uh, Aberdeen are only about four points off the top six. Mm -hmm. So if they start to if they start to play, start to get the three points on the board. I'm sure Jack Ross could do a very good job Paul it's a great job it's a great suggestion for somebody when you think about it because Hearts have done amazingly well Mark but you know they're maybe teetering a wee bit they almost went out of the cup I know they're still in but um, yeah it would be some job but Regan I guess you're not phoning about Aberdeen you'll be phoning about uh, the league leaders your own club Celtic yeah uh, Paul yeah I told me Celtic yeah because I'm just very impressed with Paul Stokoglu I want to ask you guys I think uh, Paul Stokoglu has brought the standards back to Celtic that Brendan Rodgers had at Celtic because I feel he's, he's got that same aura about him. I mean, I know that uh, 
Barry, do you see that? Yeah, but, and what I like about his interview, he's very honest first and foremost, mm. but I think he can accept players having bad games. What he won't accept is people not working hard. Because um, we, we all have bad games. Um had a lot of them myself, but one thing is, you always roll your sleeves up and work hard, and I think that's what's come across. As he said, you're not always going to play at the top of your game. That's impossible. Impossible to do that. But what he expects, he expects a certain level of work rate, and if they dip below that, I think he'll come down on them like a, a ton of bricks. And um, now he's laid the gauntlet. He basically says to the players, if you ain't going to do what I'm asking in terms of work rate, you won't be involved. Mark, I think a lot of people thought the Ange ball, the attacking, the intensity, oh, they'll get so many injuries. Um, they'll, they'll fall away in the last 20 minutes of every game and it'll crumble and the defence isn't good enough. But it is the best defence in the league. Yeah, another clean sheet um, yeah. at the weekend despite not playing well, albeit it was against championship yeah. um, opposition. But uh, yeah, he, he's clearly got something special. I can remember when he was appointed... Paul way back in the June and, and, and listened to his first couple of press conferences and I said in this show and probably Regan was on that and I said look I don't know how he's going to be as a coach don't really know anything about him yet we'll yeah, see how he gets on but one thing you do know about him very impressed with the way he spoke about football very impressed with the way he handled himself as a person he clearly he'd, he'd done his homework on Celtic on Scottish football and um, obviously with the, with the knowledge that Craig Moore had given us with him as well Craig had worked very closely with him you, you started to build a picture off to a hell of a start I mean no great at all meet to land hearts away couldn't win away from away from home and then slowly ta- started to turn things around and then you look at again the quality of the way he went about his business uh, by getting the players in early insisting to the board I want the players in the 1st of January you know the 31st of January and what a difference that made by getting Hitati and Maeda and, uh, and then um beating Rangers very comfortably a couple of weeks ago so it's, it's set it up really really well and I think the messages he was putting out to the media for supporters to hear and, for, and just to reiterate it to his players what he told them behind closed doors we're now getting to the business end mm. and you better be with me because I'm going for it and if you're not with me you're not going to be in the team See in terms of the messages he's put out in that interview mm-hmm. see if you're a player you're sitting up and taking notice of that mm-hmm. and see as a player that that me, I can I can only speak from my personal point. That's what I would like to hear for a manager. He's not going to accept um, second best. He's not going to accept coming off at a wee bit. He's going to accept, as you probably hear yeah. in there, you can accept when you have an off game. Sure. That's going to happen. But Not lack of effort. No. no. He, yeah. he mentioned 45 minutes a few times, didn't he? They should be able to go again after the first 45. I've only played 45 minutes as far as I'm concerned. Oof, you can hear it. Yeah. They're ready to go again. They've only played four or five minutes. Like I know. Happy. Definitely no happy. No, Regan, that, was, that was some that, ball, that's wasn't standards. it? Yeah. That, that's somebody setting standards. Mm. And if you're going to dip below mm. these standards, you, ja- you're going to be James played it to me on social media. Regan, you'd hear it. You don't often hear it at uh, Celtic Park or Ibrooks. You hear the manager, hey, he's shouting. Get, get when he played the ball back to the goalkeeper. Um, ah, it's good to hear. A bit of passion there. And Paul... I just wanted to ask you one more question. In terms of points to Conquer, he's got the, the Conference League starting on Thursday night. Yep. Uh, but obviously, Celtic are going, to, are going for the title as well. And, and obviously, I think that will just prove that Andrew wanted to go in all competitions because 
skidserne. Nå, at det er for mange gange, der er Want to slack it off, any? No, that's true. I mean, he wants to win every single game, and then he says, you know, I know he took maybe Kyogo got an injury early on. It's like, well, why did you play him? It's like, well, you know, we play people. That's a great point. Bodo Glimp on Thursday night, Rangers, Borussia Dortmund. They're going to give it everything, aren't they, Mark? I would imagine, or are they? Is he going to irritated yesterday? What will he do on Thursday well, night? I mean, he, he, you know, he, he probably will make a, a few yeah. changes, but when you look at now, Celtic are carrying, you know. 18, 19, 20 yeah. really strong mm. outfield players so he should be able to make changes without it uh, really weakening them um, significantly and I think that was a point he was trying to make as well yeah. um, about yesterday making changes against uh, Wraith Rovers um, so yeah I, I think over the two legs Celtic will get through uh, to the next round of the Europa Conference League Regan I remember you joined us I had the privilege of meeting you at the Radisson Red in the summer and I'm hoping you're going to join us because we're excited the news today Scotland against Ukraine the World Cup playoff we're going to be at the Radisson Red again and with Barry resigning from Alloa today this is not the reason you have gone but Barry's going to join us so there's some posters up saying plus a mystery guest I can exclusively reveal it's Barry have you got a middle name? No No Barry Barry Ferguson <laughs> along with Mark Mark Guidi and Paul Paul Cooney so listen I hope you're going to join us we'll tell you more over the next few weeks Regan how you can win your way in and if you can't wait until then you can still grab a ticket to watch the big game now from the Radisson Red website. So, Reagan, I hope we see you there. A great night. Cheerful. It'd be brilliant. Thanks, Reagan. Thanks very much for calling. Barry, can you believe we've got one minute left in the programme? It's no, been the quickest. Uh, yeah. Shall we just say Chelsea, one done, well done to them. World oh, yeah, champions, champions, so yeah. well done to them. 150 days today is the 150th Open at St Andrews which is going to be amazing the scene of so You've many been doing great homework, wins yeah. you know, I was watching Sky this morning yeah no 150 days we look forward to that as well and did anyone sit up last night and watch it the uh, Super no, Bowl no. no you didn't oh, so, no, no for me yeah, no for I, I'm with you it was an interest. Pierce was there and said it was just amazing and the halftime show was wonderful. I well think being at the LA. event would be brilliant yeah, but I wouldn't be interested in oh, what's yeah. happening on the field. Scoreline tonight, Peter Head or Dundee? Who's coming up? You play Peter I'm Head last week. I'm going to go for a shot. I'm going to go for Jim McAnally's Peter Head. Right, Peter Head for you. James McPake, not be too happy. What do you think, Mark? Dundee to win 2-1 after extra time. Right, Dundee winning in extra time. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Barry, for coming straight into the studio. Really appreciate it. We're here tomorrow night and I'll be with Stephen Cragen, who was at the Annan Rangers game at the weekend and uh, also John Hartson, ahead of Celtic in action on Thursday. Thanks, everyone, for calling. Uh, coming up after the news, it's Joe Kilday. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot all under one roof ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK with taxi trade exclusive discounts flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.
Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With Taxi Trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees, They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.